Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. How are we doing Dave? Yeah, not bad. We realise that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown... We had some comments and requests around, um, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, but people still wanted to hear about the content. There's been some great stuff. We've yeah. talked about bags. We've talked about Battle of the Treks. We've talked about trekking boots, mindset, fitness, loads of stuff. And we thought to ourselves, well, why don't we turn these into podcasts? Because like you said, Dave, they're, they're sitting down listening for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is a great format. You can do it on the go, put it in your car, listen to it. It's a bit interactive, so you're going to have seen us answer questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a bit different. Um, you know, but if you're listening to this, obviously, yeah. Um, and you have any questions about any of the things you hear, uh, podcast at evertrek.co.uk. Awesome, Dave. Yeah, enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, all the best. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Obviously, today, a couple of biggies, um, we'll be announcing the winner of the Everest Base Camp competition, um, which is fantastic. Uh, it's it's been been an amazing competition actually i think yeah really good we had uh, just in terms of popularity we had over eighteen thousand entries which is 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 bonkers really um and yeah i think it was 18.3 so so yeah firstly thanks for everyone that shared it um especially our existing ever trekkers um you know but our community um on facebook here as well uh, and as well as everyone else that shared it um you know a lot of people have been doing on whatsapp and email and all that stuff but yeah thank you so much for getting involved um you know obviously we, we we We've done this a few times in terms of um, offering, um, you know, some free uh, you know, running these competitions. Um, probably, I think we did our first one early 2018, and uh, they've always been a good buzz around them, um, you know, and, and, and people that then go on the trips as part of it and, and, and seeing, you know, how it can change people's lives, um, you know, in the positive. It's, it's fantastic. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for being involved. Um, so what we're going to do, we're going to talk a little bit about the trip, about the pool. Um, which is where we started. So Evertrek was started um, actually back of, of a trip I made to, to Everest Base Camp in 2016 um, and actually came back and one of my friends, Dave, actually was 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 the first Evertrekker to actually book in, <laughs> which, yeah. is, which was customer, nuts back in that day. Customer Zero is customer um, zero. Yeah, where it all started. I started this uh, pandemic of uh, trips around the world, you know, although we don't use the P word anymore, do we? Do we? I started this that, epidemic of, um, <laughs> I was in a pandemic and an epidemic. I think one word. Uh, I don't know. I'm it? sure there's some scientists. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, welcome to today's live all about um, the difference um, between. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's probably one of my favorite ever lives that we do yeah. every time is when we actually, um, you know, we, we, we announce the winner of the competition um, because. Yeah. I've been, we've been on this cycle long enough now that we've actually, you know, started the comp, announced the winner, the winner's gone on the trip, and then we've managed to speak to them and catch up with them afterwards. Exactly. We've actually yeah. been to Everest Base Camp with two winners. Oh, um, yeah, of course. Yeah, that was Darren, and, Darren and Kate. Oh, brilliant. Um, trackers. Yeah, yeah. And I know the impact that it has on people, you know, yeah. and um, yeah, it's, it's one of those amazing things that i see you know yeah. and what i can you know what's amazing is i see loads of internet giveaways and stuff like that and i yeah. always think ah you know but this is genuinely one that'll blow your mind and make a difference um and we go rooks, andrew rooks has given you uh, while an epidemic is large it is also generally contained to expect to spread was thanks andrew international <laughs> control. andrew rooks is either very very up to date on um what's the word germs yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or he's always very quick to Wikipedia. Viruses. Either way, I'm going to give him the credit and say thank you, mate. That is perfect. <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, we got Paul Shearer. How you doing? All the way from Scotland. Hope all is well, mate. Um, long time no see. Hope to see you um, in. Uh, was it June or July for the Glencoe Challenge? Uh, I know we got spurred on it again. So uh, absolutely fantastic. Um, but yeah, we will be. Um, uh, oh, we got Trey from Wales. Great stuff. Nice to see Wales. some local. Oh wow. I know it's dark and dingy outside, but hopefully we're trying to bring some light to everyone. On this Tuesday afternoon, twenty um, first timers as well. Just to let you know, we, we've been running these Tuesday tune in Q and A's really, um, which is I know we're doing the winner announcement today, but we do these every week, um, unless we're away on holiday or, or any most crazy... weeks. <laughs> most weeks, most weeks. Um, and essentially, we we started these back in uh, actually March twenty twenty. So during you know that that fun time, um, yeah, we started doing these lives just to to kind of keep in touch with our community, and we've kept them going. 
can't believe almost four years now since we, we started doing it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we're here every week. And, and if, you know, you do have questions about anything, and obviously we've had quite a lot of entries. So, you know, there's going to be one winner who gets to, to choose someone yeah. to go with them. Um, you know, but we're back here every week. If you do have any questions about any of these trips, maybe it's piqued your interest, no pun intended. Uh, but, you know, around Everest Base Camp or maybe one of the other trips that we do. Um, and we're here every week to answer your questions on that. Yeah. So come back and be a reg, a regular. Yeah, be a regular, why not? Yeah. Um, but yeah, just to start then, Dave, I mean, N Nepal, I mean, I mean, what does what does Nepal quite mean to you? Um, it's got an odd shaped flag. <laughs> uh, but no, I, Nepal is probably, you know, whenever anyone says, and we do, we, we are so fortunate to have, you know, traveled and done tons of the adventures that we uh, that we provide. Yeah. But if someone always asks me on the phone, like, oh, what's your favorite? I always say, my very first trip to Everest Base Camp. There's a reason I've done Everest Base Camp four times and I haven't done another trip that many. Yeah, um, it's because I get something new out of it every single time I go. It's so rich in culture and yeah. landscape and every single thing that you can achieve, you know, conceivably enrich yourself with, it's yeah. there in Nepal. And you'll never forget the first time that you see the highest point on earth because if you go to Everest Base Camp you're going to see Mount Everest yeah um and I just remember the, the first time I ever went there was uh, with a mate of mine Billy um and we were walking up to Namshi and it's quite rarely uh, I, I've re since realized to get this perfect view because the trees need the to trees. the trees need yeah. to be a way that you know you can <clears> see <throat> but it's almost like framed like there's this picture and then it's like a hole in the trees yeah. and right through that hole is Mount Everest awesome and I didn't expect to see it I remember sitting there having um you know a chocolate bar and the guy says oh do you want to see Everest just randomly just and casually there was almost a moment where I didn't want to turn around I was like oh wow like this is this is definitely a moment where I thought yeah. like I've never Excuse seen me. Mount Everest I've never laid eyes on the highest point on the earth before and yeah. I'm about to turn around and see it awesome. so it was like Christmas it was like well more like Christmas Eve you know that a feeling of anticipation that <laughs> something amazing is going to happen. Um, I'm and, liking Peter Redmore's question, just because it's in capitals, just, just to get our attention, Pete, right? <laughs> um, no, great. And anyone that does have a question, do drop it in the comments. Um, uh, or I know we've had heaps in my email. Um, we want to make sure we get um, those answered today. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be doing majority of those after the winner announcement. Um, and hopefully some of you stay on after. Uh, but yeah, so we can, we can answer that question for you, Pete, no worries. And, and, and drop any in. Um, and we'll we'll work we'll do our best to, to get them all answered for you. Um, yes, yeah, sorry, Dave. <laughs> I, don't where I, was, mate. I don't know where I was. A mate. picture of Everest, first time you've seen it, Billy. Yeah, but what was I getting to? <sighs> no, it, Namche, and, yeah, then, no, and then he met the two no, no, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, it was um, no, it was good. It was um, yeah, and you know that feeling of uh, you know having done something for yeah. the first time, and that sense of you know amazing achievement was something that I I think I had every day. When I was there, you know, that like something new had happened. I'd seen yeah. something I'd never seen before. Um, yeah, had an amazing experience. Yeah. Yeah. Some good some good questions as well. I think um just while Dave is talking about this, because I think this that was a specific question about what you were saying then, was uh was it, you know, was it as, as bigger than you 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 thought it'd be, you know, in terms well, of visually, yeah, when you've seen it. Um not really. Not, not, not really. I mean, mm. it's it's strange because it, Everest is it's quite far away. Yeah. So when you see it, it doesn't appear as big as sort of some of the giants that you ride up next to. It's true, isn't it? It does because um, of the, the, the gauge of it. So yeah, it's yeah. more like um, it's just fascinating to see as yeah. you can see the summit and you can see the spin drift and the snow coming off the top of the summit. Yeah. And then to think that, you know, there was a time when no one had ever stepped foot on that point And that is the highest point on Earth. And magic. But actually, in terms of that sort of <clears throat> feeling you get from walking amongst giants, Probably Ahmed de Blam gives you the best sense okay. of that because it's really close. Yeah. And when you're on the Pangbache Trail, which you start when you sort of leave Namche, yeah. Ahmed de Blam is like right there in, fr in front of you the whole time. And it kind of keeps you company for a couple of days, you know, and it's great. And you kind of walk around it. Yeah. And you can actually, if you're there at the right time, you can see climbers on it and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, amazing. Magic. Yeah, it, it is such a wonderful trip. I mean, it's, you know, we're talking like this. Um, you know, it is a challenge. It is hard. You, you, you can't get around that. But you're in the right place. Um, I think a lot of you, I know it's a, a competition you've got involved, which is awesome. But, you know, you're clearly you're in the right place. You, you, you like to do these things. Um, you know, going to Everest Base Camp is hard. 
the first time I went there, um, which was during winter um, of 2016 in the in the January. It was it was like minus 25 at base camp. It was I, I, I probably had a, a couple, <laughs> definitely a few kilos more than I got now um, at the time I got there. So I was exhausted when I got to Everest base camp. But, you know, and it was really emotional getting there and um, because of all the work that got into it. And obviously it's not just there, is it? You, all the training, the preparation, all the equipment, you know, obviously it, it costs money to go to these places. Unless you win, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, all that kind of builds up, and and, and you know, Dave knows I'm a bit of a softie anyway. So when I got a base camp, you know, there were tears. It was just like, wow, this is amazing. And I've been privileged to go back there, um, you know, five times now um, over the years, and it's absolutely fantastic. And um, you know, in our Evertrekker community, a lot of people are actually on here as well. Um, you know, have also been to Everest Base Camp, and 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 I know that. Sometimes that kind of ignites something. It's like, oh, wow, that was so cool. Maybe you want to go back to Nepal. Maybe you want to go to uh, one of our other trips, like Kilimanjaro, Matupkal uh, in Morocco, or you've got Machu Picchu, you know, K2 base camp, that epic. Yeah. There's, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of adventure out there. Um, and I know we're focusing on, on Everest base camp here in Nepal because that's what it's about today. But um, I think it's just wonderful to be in that kind of arena of, of adventure. Um, you know, and you're certainly in the right place uh, for that. Yeah. Um, well, Dave, look, I, I know usually what, what, what we got about another 10, maybe we'll have another 10 minutes before we announce the winner. So do hold on, get your phones ready as well. Something we've, we've done over the last kind of, uh, kind of six months when we, when we, when we did this the first time is that we, we actually do call the winner. Um, um, so we do have their number and we're going to be, um, we're going to be calling them. Uh, calling you, hopefully. Um, so keep your phones at the ready uh, before we, um, you know, before we announce it. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Um, exactly. And then you'll change your life. And, um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just, you know, there's so many comments coming through. Um, I am trying to catch them all yeah. um, as much as I can. One um, that someone said there, uh, basically, I can't, he loves the idea of Carl uh, um, uh, Phillips. I like yeah. the idea of a mountain keeping you company. He's touched on something there, which I think I always feel when I am, um, in the Himalaya, yeah, is there's never this sense of um, you know that you're just sort of in an empty, barren, yeah. remote area. You are in an incredibly remote area. There's no roads or anything like that. You either get somewhere by you know walking, running, back of an animal or helicopter. Yeah. That's it. Um, but I tell you what, I'm not particularly like a big spiritual guy. I don't walk around in awe of everything but yeah. when i was there i'd never been so profoundly sort of impacted by sort of nature and landscape as i was yeah. when i was in nepal and it is amazing it's a big when you see these mountains and you know you see everest lotsi amadablam you yeah. know you'll look when you get to sort of the high points you know you can see you know several eight thousanders you know you can see choi oyu and a few other peaks and you just think like the history that has taken place on those peaks, you know, the, yeah. the, the trials, tribulations, life and death and adventure. And, and, and also they're so big and vast that you just, I don't know, you can't help but feel like there's some yeah. you know, like energy coming off it. But, but again, like you, you kind of get what you bring to these things. You know, some people, they love the exhilaration and the, the daring do of reaching the summit. And, and I love all of that sort of stuff, but yeah. I think the best moments are when you sort of sit back and you relax and, you get a little quiet moment on your own and you just sort of sit there and you just think, yeah, it's quality. <laughs> it is good. It is. Sorry. I was literally we having loads of messages in on WhatsApp as well. So I was just going through them um, just to make sure. Um, and I think what we're doing, because we've got about 10 minutes anyway, Dave, I know normally we, you know, we, we could go into all the trip. I know if you've, you've been in the competition, we would have had some of our walkthrough emails. Um, and I know there's a number of them, but I wanted really people to get a feel for the trip. Um, and I hope that gave you, you know, there's some videos there, there's some images that I wanted to write about the experience that we've had, we've had literally thousands of Evertrekkers on that journey. Um, so I hope you enjoyed that. Um, but we'll answer some questions, I think, just for 10 minutes and then we'll, uh, then we'll announce the winners. That's yeah, a, I think there's so, there's so many, that we'll, a lot uh, here, I think we'll cover a lot, of, <laughs> we'll cover a lot talking about, um, Nepal if we answer the questions, I think. Yeah, yeah so. definitely, definitely. Right, Dave, go for um, it. I'll say the first one that we've had in today was from Denise Sargent. It says, how does it compare to Kilimanjaro? I'm thinking maybe tougher because of the cold. Good question. Um, Good question. Well, actually, Kilimanjaro and sort of trekking to Everest Base Camp are a little bit like incomparable. It's sort of apples and oranges. Um, actually, the, the time I went to Kili, it, it was really cold on top. It was sort of like minus 20 in February. It was cold, wasn't it? It was really, really mm -hmm. cold. Nepal, I'd say the biggest difference regarding... Um, 
the two is yeah. that Kilimanjaro, when you're on it, you definitely have a feeling that you are climbing a mountain and you're working towards a single goal, which is standing upon the summit. Yeah. When you trek into Everest Base Camp, because you're not starting at the bottom of a hill and walking up to the top, you're traveling through villages and landscapes. It feels yeah. more of a trekking adventure. Um, and sure, reaching base camp is the culmination, but you know, I've known people that for whatever reason have, have, have stopped short of base camp and come back and said, I still feel like I've had the full experience because yeah. base camp is just an X on a map that gives us a convenient excuse to trek for 11 days through the Himalaya. If you trek for nine days through the Himalaya, you're not any less richer for having done it in terms of the experience. So I would think nice. if I was looking at the two, do I want to sort of, do I want to get that feeling of sort of like achieving a summit, getting the certificate and that type of reward? Or do I want to do more of a trek yeah. and a hike um, and something more experiential, if that's a word? Exactly. And sorry, I know, I know, I know where we, we've got a bit of, I think, Christopher. Please don't keep us in suspense. I have to go bring a patient to theatre. Jeez. Well, look, obviously you can catch us on record. Um, and I know even if you like, if you don't pick up, by the way, just let you know, we will get in touch after. Yeah. Um, you know, we won't call the next person. We, you know, we, we, we decided on the, that. The, the winners. But, the winner. um, but look, if you've got to come to the theater, Christopher, it's all good, mate. It's all good. Um, someone actually, a really good question uh, by email. Um, this is from Annabelle. Um, uh, I think we, <laughs> if Everest, Kilimanjaro and Machu Picchu were characters in a movie, what Marvel Cinematic Universe character would they be and why? So I wanted to. I have, um, no. and I know you're not. So I'll probably take this one. Yeah, I've, uh, I've, I've only. I haven't seen. I've seen, I've Iron, seen Iron Man one. I've okay. seen, and no other. So I, I just don't know. So I'll, I'll quickly. I, I think uh, Everest Space Camp is probably Iron Man because it's probably the famous. Kilimanjaro, I'd say is this Hulk. It's a. It's a. It's a big. It's a big. Big peak. Um, yeah, Machu Picchu. I'd say because the history is probably Doctor Strange. There we go. Just random. I, I, I don't ask. I suppose why? Um, yeah, why Doctor Strange? Well, because he's he's all about. He's got a lot of history. He's got the Time Stone. Um, yeah, Kilimanjaro and the Hulk. Just because. Yeah, Kilimanjaro is this massive volcano mm. that you are literally on and trying to scale. So yeah. Um, sorry, I, I thought that was a really good question. Um, here we go. Uh, Nicola Jameson. Hi, Andy and Dave. Brand new summit zoners. Awesome. awesome. Um, absolutely great. Um, we're first ascent planned in Tukal in August. Fantastic. Um, just wondering if you give us some advice on where our training should be six months before. Um, obviously, they're doing Tukal. Any tips on returning to exercise? Excited to be part of the Evertrek community. Looking forward to getting to Killy and Everest Base Camp booked over the next few years. Nick and Keith. Um, <laughs> I love that. The Restless Yeti and Machete Yeti. I love that. Machete Yeti. <laughs> That's pretty good. Well, he clearly cuts it. Um, Sorry, no, that, 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 that's fine. <laughs> um, right, but no, training is a biggie. I know there's a bunch of questions on training here. Um, I mean, just just as a, an aside, when you do book with us, you do get access to, you know, some some of the guides. Um, you do have the planners as well, which do have training plans in there. Also, as well, all of our Evertrekkers get access to some of our partnership discounts and access to some of our partners. And one of them is the Altitude Center. Um, now, in the members area, you when you click on when you book a trip. And if you win it, obviously you get access to this as well. Is that you get access to their team, so you um, you you basically get like some um, a training plan from them. So if you submit it, it goes to the Altitude Center, and they'll get back in touch. Um, they do like a consultation essentially. Obviously, if you do do any work with them, that that, that costs, but it's just you know as an intro. Um, really, and and the Altitude Center are great. We work with them for a number of years now. Um, you know, some of our clients and and, and sorry, some of our ever trackers. They do use their equipment as well from um, the altitude chambers and things like that. Um, they're really good. But training, you know, with places like Everest Base Camp, Tubcal, Killy, none of these are like technical peaks. We do have some that are a bit more technical, um, but these, you know, it's only walking. So being as fit as you can is always going to benefit you. But the most important thing really is acclimatizing. These are all, you know, highly, we call it not, not extreme altitude, but the oxygen deprived environment. And, you know, most of them are touching, you know, 5,000 meters or above, especially Killy is almost 6,000 meters. So, you know, the, the, the better shape you're in, you're going to enjoy it more. Yeah. You know, we've had people turn up and they haven't done much training at all. And in truth, they struggled. Um, but some of them got there. You know, some of them got to base camp. Like I mentioned about the first time I went to base camp, I wasn't in a good shape. Um, you know, but I got there, but it was hard. <laughs> so any any of these, you know, the, the fitter you are, the better you can do, uh, the better you'll, the more you enjoy it, essentially. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and, and I know that's 
kind of a broader statement. But yeah, for exact stuff, we do, we do have a lot of articles as well around training in our knowledge center. Have a little look there, um, Nick. And um, yeah, we'll definitely help you prepare for, for Tupcal and, and the adventures after. Awesome. Um, Alice Philpot yep. um, has asked uh, some actually really good questions. Yeah, um, yeah. Not that I was going <laughs> to, not that I was dating Alice, <laughs> um, but I'm just saying they're good. Um, so I'm so excited. So am I. Um, and here are some questions for you about the trip. What kind of physical preparation would you recommend? So yeah, just touching again on what Andy sort of said, I think, you know, what, what you're going to be doing on an Everest base camp trek is walking. So the best sort of training that you can do is to get out there in the mountains and get what we would call mountain fit. So strength and endurance in your legs, work on some cardio, um, and then pretty much your most of the way there, anything then you can do to kind of be you know, fitter, stronger, that really does sort of help. Yeah. Um, we've done entire lives on training. So what I'd highly recommend you do is good jump onto yeah. YouTube and have a look back. You'll find a much broader explanation. Yeah. How do you support sustainable tourism practices? So on Everest Basecamp, yeah. we were, I think we were the first UK company, uh, UK company yeah. to sort of uh, introduce uh, water purifiers on our treks, which um, for almost all the days except one, maybe two, yeah. Um, means that you don't have to buy sort of bottled water and introduce single-use plastics to the yeah. environment. Um, so that's one other big thing. We've also got various partners like Mossy Earth um, that do carbon offset and rewilding and, yeah. and intelligent um, rewilding, you know, in terms of, you know, where they do it, what species of trees are introduced. They're very scientific, yeah. but we work with those guys as well to make sure that um, sort of, um, you know, we, we understand we're flying people to yeah. far-flung regions of the world, but we want to make sure that we're looking after the world. Nice. Um, and is there any customs or etiquette we should be aware of yeah. and interacting with the local communities during the trek? Personally, I think in Nepal, they're very polite and really friendly people. If you're polite and friendly, then that's pretty much all you've got to worry about. Yeah. There's no major faux pas or anything that you're going to trip over as long as you're being polite and friendly. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no, it's, it's not like one of these strict countries where there are certain things you have to cover up or whatever. You can kind of dress like a trekker, be like a trekker, yeah. be friendly, nice and approachable. And yeah, that's all you need to do. Lovely. A um, bunch of questions on equipment as well. Uh, one from Jamie, actually, Jamie Shartley. Uh, what are the most suitable jackets for outdoor walking, mountaineering? Um, yeah, Jamie, I mean, there's, there's there's so many jackets out there, aren't there? You know, down jackets, waterproofs. You know, you've got wind stoppers. You know, uh, I mean, this, I suppose you can, this is like a mid layer, really, but there's so many out there. And if you go to a place like Everest Base Camp, you do get free hire of a down jacket for the trekking, um, the trekking part. Um, if you're doing any sort of mountaineering peaks, that's more technical, that's different. You'd have to, either hire that or put just one of those yourself. But, um, you know, they essentially they've got to be pretty, um, pretty lofty. Uh, anything kind of 700 fill onwards, you know, you do get you do get some people that, you know, if you if you run hot um, it's in your body, uh, like Dave, you know, like I, I, I run colder than Dave. Um, so Dave doesn't need as many layers as me, as an example. No, got um, them built in. <laughs> built in. <laughs> yeah, but, um, it, you know, it, it's just just depends. Like if you feel the cold, you're going to need a lofty one um you know there's heaps out there you know you've got rab um you know you've got Yotnar, um you know, you've got uh, other ones like burghaus uh, you know, you've got montaigne you've got, you've got so many different makes you've got north face um obviously on the trekking part like i said you can use ours and obviously they're suitable for purpose then for the trekking because yeah a lot about weather as well um i know that um i think this was different different about weather but i think it was nigel hawks was say um do an ebc in march awesome not long I'm not sure about weather. Will I encounter snow? What is the average group size? Um, so things around uh, weather as well, and especially March, definitely colder. You're just coming out of winter. So there is a chance of snow, definitely in March. There's a chance of snow anytime if because you're so high up that obviously if it's below zero and there's you know there's, there's precipitation, it's going to snow. Um, not always, though. In April and May, generally, it's the best conditions because that's when um, you know climbers are looking to summit Everest. So base camp is, is, is a hive of activity. Um, you know, it's like a mini village. It's like a city, really. Uh, all the tents and everything that are there. Yeah. Um, you know, but that's because that's for better weather windows. So, you know, generally you get some good weather. You're going in the autumn. Um, again, you're coming out of summer. So you can imagine then through the summer, it's too wet. We don't run trips then. Um, and then it's September. It's quite warm. October warm, getting, getting cold. Then as you creep towards the winter again, it does get cold, you know. And, and you know, it's the Himalayas. Anytime you're in the Himalayas, the mountains, it could be cold anytime especially in the nights. So we always recommend taking a down jacket whatever yeah. time of year you're going. Um, yeah, average group size? Yeah, um, it depends on the, on the specific trips, but EBC, yeah, normally um, for us it's between 10 to 15 people. 
depending obviously that's sometimes a little bit smaller um sometimes especially over the last covid years we've um you know we had that kind of a backlog of people so we put like two dates two groups at the same time so it's a bit obviously separate groups but they are they're trekking along at the same time with their own guides um you know when you've got um uh you know they are a little bit little bit larger than that but generally from now on yeah you're looking up to up to 15 and that's nice you know isn't it? that's not one that's not too big that's nice enough that you've got a small team you can work together and, yeah. and you and, and you get to know everyone a bit better too yeah Awesome. Good questions, though, yeah. Um, Kathy Finkel has asked, what's the eldest person you've ever taken to EBC? And Ooh, I know there was question. some discussion in the group about that. Yeah, Someone yeah. asked, um, uh, sorry, I've forgotten your name, but some gentleman asked, you know, is he, I think he was in his 50s, is he old, Is he too old? Absolutely not. So no I think way. the oldest person um, we've taken is around 74, something Alan, like that, um, or, or possibly Dave. Dave Baum? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so um, I actually tracked there with... Um, with the with the it's not Jerome. No. Yeah, so um, no, you're totally, you're totally fine in terms of in terms of that aspect. I mean, I think the oldest person to summit Everest was like in his 80s. I'll have to check whether he made it down. But anyway, uh, he definitely got to base camp if he started. Um, yeah, honestly, I don't think age is really a factor in terms of how old you are. Um, I think it's just you know if it all depends on the individual. You know, yeah. if you if you're a regular walker and you enjoy the hills and stuff like yeah. that then you've got every chance of being able to get to base camp, the same yeah. as everyone else. Um, someone's just asked about the youngest we've taken to BBC. I think she question. was around 14. She was, yeah, um, 14. Yeah, yeah so with the younger one is, that's where it gets a little bit more tricky is because, you know, not all kids are sort of equal in terms of their ability. Yeah. Um, you know, growing people at different rates and stuff like that. What we always say is it have to obviously go with a parent if you're going to be a teenager um <laughs> or under 18 and yeah uh, it all depends on their ability to be able to communicate and understand what they're getting involved in so we wouldn't want to take someone that was so young that they wouldn't be able to explain if they were suffering um from altitude sickness or stuff like that yeah but yeah great stuff i'll do a few more questions i think then we're you know thanks to everyone that's, that's, that's holding on and, and listening to, to some of the the, the answers we got to these questions <clears throat> we'll be doing a bunch after as well because there's heaps here and keep them coming, by the way. Um, yeah, because you know they, these are great, and, and hopefully they you know might kind of answer some of your kind of you know things that are on your mind. Um, you know, and, and sometimes that can be around fitness, the equipment. You know, um, we get obviously age is a biggie. Um, you know, people that you know might you know they they they, they go in solo. Um, you know, there's some questions, anything around that. Um, definitely let us know. Um, yeah, obviously Sam uh, Sam Dunmore asked about do you recommend spring or autumn best time? Mm. Um, anytime you go to Everest Base Camp is amazing. I mean, it's in the spring, you know, you do see Base Camp how it is when you see it on the TV with all the climbers there. Um, the autumn, there's, there's there's no tents, there's no camping unless there's the odd expedition going on. You know, sometimes North, I was there once September and North Face were doing a yeah. skiing uh, film down Lutze, which is the mountain next to Everest. Um, and you know, so in the in the in the autumn. But you do get more festivals, so Kathmandu is quite cool in the autumn, yeah. um, and plus as well in in November, um, it's very. Usually, you know, I've been to Everest Base Camp a couple of times in the November, and um, you know the clear skies. You see the Milky Way. It's it, you tend to get clearer skies as well during the day, so weather might be a bit better. It's colder, um, so yeah, it depends really. Whatever's easiest for you. Um, I've been in the the spring is is quite flowery as well. You can imagine all the, um, you know, you've got the. Rhododendrons. Rhododendrons, you've got the blossoms, you know, it's very pretty. Um, but anytime you go, you'll have a great time. Yeah. Um, um, for... <laughs> Sorry, uh, Davis. Yeah, that's uh, right. What about Sean's one? Is the landing takeoff at Lukla as terrifying as it seems? Uh, I, don't, question, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, yeah. it's got this reputation as the most dangerous airport in the world. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if that's warranted. Probably. I think the planes are relatively like. It's one of them, it's in, but it's the environment yeah. that makes it dangerous, you know, yeah. sort of you in, a, you know, but I've flown in and out of there sort of eight times now. And actually, I, I would rather be on a plane than a helicopter. <coughs> um, you know, helicopters. I mean, first time I ever got in one. I don't know if you've ever been in sort of an older Land Rover Defender. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like that, but really loud and high in the sky um planes feel far more civilized but no i don't think it's i don't think it's as frightening i think if you're terrified of flying yeah um you know it's probably not gonna help um but i think yeah I, to me i think it's quite exhilarating it's quite interesting it's definitely a tick off the bucket list and actually to um, my uncle 
um, when I went and did EBC, I think it was in October, October 2019, 2019. My uncle came with us, but he wasn't trekking. Um, he just yeah. flew into Lucknow and back out again just because he wanted the experience. So certainly for some people, it's an amazing day. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, I don't think it's that scary. <clears throat> no, it's um, it, it's like anything, isn't it? It is part of the challenge, part of the adventure. Um, when you land, it's it's pretty cool. I think it's had a lot of bad rep because you know historically it used to be a lot worse because they used to try and land in bad weather. It's not allowed now. Yeah. Um, any bad weather, you know, and, and which does cause different issues. But um, you know, we, uh, yeah, you, you you've got to kind of wait till it's clear. Uh, Amy, are there any pubs? Uh, want to go forty of? Yes, there are. There's plenty. You get the world's highest Irish bar, which is in Namche. Yep. Little village called Namche Bazaar. It's probably the the largest village in the in the in the region. And obviously, there's no roads. Everything's carried up. But yeah, they do serve some Guinness in there. Um, yeah, and it's fantastic. We've uh, we've had plenty of plenty of good night there. Um, is even I think there's an Irish bar and a Scottish bar in Lucknow as well on the way back. So it's always a good laugh. Yeah, um, plenty, plenty in Kathmandu. Um, um, I think people are getting a bit itchy. I, know, I think we definitely need to need to do it. And we well look, yeah. let, let, let's do it. Let's. Um, I think we've got to call the person. Now, yeah. Hopefully, they answer. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Do you want me to do it? Yeah, go on. You do I have on. got the um, I have got the number here. Um, right, so what we're going to do is, and I'll get ready. So I know this is really tense now, isn't it? People will be like, right, it's next to next to the phone. So, so we, so that, how do we do? Do we announce the winner? No, we call first. Call first, and, and then, then, then we'll bring in the. Yeah. We've got a little graphic that comes up, so you'll see the name of the person who won. Um, but just before we do, just want to say thank you so much to everyone. Um, it's been an amazing few weeks since we've launched this. Um, you know, thanks for sharing it and and, and being part of it. Um, I know there's been a lot of activity and positivity around it in the community. Um, you know, obviously, you know, if, if you're not the winner, uh, you know, we'd lo love to help you out as part of the journey. Um, we do have some runner-up prizes as well, so do keep uh, a lookout uh, in your emails after the live. Um, and obviously, I know if you if you've joined our email list, um, you know, we'd be we'd be getting in contact. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're on on the runner-up list, so yeah, definitely. So so do keep a lookout. But right, let's let's give. Uh, a call. I thought you were going to say, right, let's um, give. Uh, let's no, 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 no. I, I, I'm just, yeah, I'm remembering <laughs> the name. Because me, me and Andy were, um, we did a quiz once. Do you remember? When I we, remember we were quiz this, masters. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah. And uh, I don't think we're ever going to get hired again because no. I'm pretty certain. We didn't do a great job. I think we gave <laughs> away the answer to about five questions. We did. Just during the chats in between the questions. <laughs> Um, I distinctly remember Fee, who the bimbling yeti that used to work yeah. with us, uh, just shaking her head on camera like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, we clearly, you know, we, 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 yeah, let's, let's, let's stick to the, let's stick to what we do, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, don't quit the day job, she told us. Anyway, right here we go. Let's give the person a call, and uh, let's see if they answer. Hopefully, let's have a look. Um, okay, I'm just going to copy. Um, here we go. Right, everyone's like, "Well, well prepped." Check. Well prepped. <laughs> We never. What we, we've said this from the very first one. We never let professionalism get in the way of a good show. <laughs> you know, sometimes we run in and Zach's there going, "Get in the room! You got two minutes." <clears throat> right here we go. Right, let's put on. It's on loudspeaker, so hopefully you'll be able to hear as well. Oh, ringing. Ringing. Tense. Hello. It's gonna be. Oh. <laughs> should we leave a message i think i think i think no i think, I think we'll we try one more time should we try well we'll try one more some... and if not then we'll we'll announce it on here anyway we'll announce it on here <laughs> it's funny isn't it but right here we go uh you've dialed the wrong... everyone's like yeah what? mine didn't ring hey you never know you never <laughs> you've dialed the wrong number that's so funny right we're gonna do it again okay uh, fingers crossed um look if um Obviously not. Then we'll we'll announce it on here anyway. Um, I kind of want to win. Uh, leave one of those voice messages, you know. But I think let's go one more time. Oh, ah, oh. it was like a it was like a weird. I know, I know. Then. Oh, I think. 
think you might. Welcome to the O2 <laughs> Okay, never mind. I this is the great thing about doing it live. This is uh, the great you know. thing. <laughs> I think we're just going to have to we announce will. the uh, announce the announce the winner on here, yes. and then we'll uh, we'll do it the old fashioned. We'll way. do it the old fashioned way. But look, um, <laughs> thanks everyone of this. I will literally we'll go off for about ten seconds. Uh, there'll be a little graphic coming on um, for the winner. Um, so good luck again. Here we go. Let's have a look uh, at this one. Here we go. But they will. Now they will. Rebecca. <laughs> Rebecca Magel. Um, Yeah, huge congratulations, um, obviously, on, on, on winning. Um, you know, chance to go to Everest Base Camp. I'm not sure if you're on the live. Obviously, maybe you would have been on the live if we were calling you. Really? But um, maybe you're seeing this after, maybe when it's not live. But congratulations anyway. <laughs> uh, we'll obviously get in touch with um, Rebecca off the back of this. But yeah, th thanks so much. Um, is she on the live? Let's oh, this is going. Jezza said, how depressing is that? My phone rang. Oh, but no. it was the delivery driver of oh. my new car. Hang on so a minute. Sorry. There's no way we ruin new car day. <laughs> I'm not having that. That's so bad. I'm oh. so sorry. But new car day is really <laughs> exciting. I mean, that's, you know, that's not a bad second, right? Or, or first. But no, um, anyway, let's have a look. Is she on here now? Anyway, she, maybe she'll join. But, but if not, but congratulations, Rebecca. Um, you're on your way to Everest Base Camp. You're going to have an amazing experience. Yeah. And yeah, thanks to everyone else that joined in. And um, exactly. yeah, great stuff. Um, right. We're going to tackle all those questions because there was a lot more questions. As I said, we do have some runner-up prizes for anyone else other than Rebecca. Uh, you know, after the live, uh, you should be getting those. So, yeah, well done. Like I said, thanks for being an awesome part of it. But, yeah, let's answer some questions. Anyone that does have any further questions, do drop them in. Um, I know we've still got a heat on here. Yeah, so I've got um, one go from uh, yeah. Julie uh, McConnell says, um, our flights in December going straight from Kathmandu. I'll be honest, Julie, I'm going to answer that one, but that wasn't the one I was intending to read. <laughs> it was the one above. Um, our flights in December going straight from Kathmandu. So that's um, Kathmandu to uh, Lukla, I'm assuming. Almost um, certainly they'll probably be from Ramachap. Um, yeah. So Ramachap is uh, the airport that the uh, the government of Nepal is now probably going to work to channel in a lot, if not all, of the EPC traffic to. Um, the reason is because uh, Kathmandu International Airport is not a big airport, um, and in order to manage yeah. the um, you know the flight paths and things like that, they're probably going to move it. The one I was going to yeah. ask was from and uh, Adam, who said, "Any recommendations on footwear, guys? It feels like a minefield out there in this particular yeah. area." It is a minefield, Adam. I think the best thing that you can possibly do is be as picky as you need to be and seek expert advice from the people you're buying it from. Yeah. Um, try lots of pairs on, walk around the shop for as long as possible. Um, you know, I, I even know people that buy them, wear them around the house with the tags on, you know, for a, a little bit and then providing there's no sort of dodgy blisters and things, um, that would be it. But it really don't compromise on fit um get the <clears> best <throat> ones that you can possibly do really think about putting insoles in as Just well out, i think that's my sister i think maybe uh <laughs> rebecca is jessica's sister jessica congratulations <laughs> i think um, hopefully she'll take you then jessica so yeah i was gonna say you might be going uh with, with rebecca but do us a favor give her a nudge and um yeah, yeah. oh I'm, well that's amazing i think <laughs> having jessica ward on here is the next best thing <laughs> that's amazing yeah uh, no, Jessica, well done. Well, well, try and get hold of your sister. I rang her. I well, rang so her. did we. So did we. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, hey, she doesn't pick up our calls. No, I appreciate it's during the day. Uh, not everyone, um, not everyone is, um, uh, you know, can uh, obviously. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm just seeing some uh, some other comment there. Um, no, why do we delete the call? <laughs> I know. Don't, don't have access. Oh, I acts. feel like she's calling me back. Okay, do it, do it, do it. Here do we go. Do it. Hello, is that Rebecca? Oh, hello, yeah, it is. Oh, hi, how are you? Sorry, it's uh, Andy and Dave here from Evertrek. How's it um, going? Yeah, just to let you know that um, Jessica's actually stolen the prize, I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, I think your sister, is it Jessica, um, who's on the live, she said she's taken the prize instead. I'm sorry. But just to let you know, yeah, so congratulations, Rebecca. You are on your way to Everest Base Camp. I can't believe I've never won anything. 
Oh, no oh, worries. Well, everyone says that, but I now know. you are a winner and you've won the biggest prize possibly imaginable. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's no, okay. That's no, no worries. Sorry to disturb you during the day, but um, I know, I know. Um, yeah, it sounds like you're busy, busy. But anyway, we'll uh, we'll be in touch after the live. Um, drop your little email about next steps. Oh, thank you so much. I can't scream because I work in an operating theatre. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't scream. Don't drop your phone anywhere you're not supposed to. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but we'll be in touch, uh, Rebecca. And um, yeah, awesome. Congratulations. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Thank you. Guys. <laughs> No nice. worries. Congratulations. We'll chat again. Bye. See you, mate. Bye. Oh, that's awesome. amazing. Awesome. I'm glad. There you go, Jessica. You're not Thanks, Jessica. She got it. But um, that's <laughs> but, amazing. Oh, I'm so proud. Of oh, she worked in a ward as well. Yeah, that's know. amazing. I know she so she's up. saving lives and has now been rewarded for that there sacrifice. Go. Good karma. Then. That's good, good karma. karma. I am I am <laughs> so, so pleased. That's amazing. Exactly. exactly. Sorry, it was I know it was a little bit quiet there, guys. I put it on max. I was trying to get close to the um, as close as I can. I know it was. Uh, we'll hopefully get a replay of that um, from our, our wonderful Zach a bit later. Uh, but no, fantastic. Finally, yeah, we got hold of Rebecca. I love the idea that she's there in a ward yeah. while some sort of operations happen, and she's going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Hey, hey, what was forceps? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So. I know that's nuts, isn't it? That's nuts. Um, here we go. Well, look, we got some questions as well. Um, yeah, we're still talking about Nepal here, um, which is which is great. Um, here we go. What's, uh, what's the, I've got some good questions here. I think there's obviously a lot on training. Um, actually, Alex, good question, actually. Alex uh, Luvi, hopefully still on the live. Have you trekked in the Scottish Hills? How do they compare for training for Everest Base Camp? Yeah, um, so Everest Base Camp, in terms of the route, you know, it's just walking. Um, there's no climbing involved. Um, you know, you do go up some steep banks, especially, you know, after reaching Everest Base Camp, you get the opportunity the morning after to go up Kalapata. Um, which is a little hill. It's a little, it's still over five and a half thousand meters. So, you know, it's, it's from a, a breathing point of view, it's hard work, but um, it's the best place to see the summit of Everest. Um, when you're at Everest Base Camp, because you've, you've, you're quite, you're, you know, you've got these big mountains ahead of you, you can't always see the summit. You can see the kind of the edge of Everest, uh, of Everest. but Kalapatar is, is, is the best to see the summit, yeah. especially in the morning. You can imagine um, uh, you know, the, the, the sun is rising and you've got the, the, the light on the peak there. It's really magical. It's fantastic. Um, and yeah, so, but going back to your question though, in terms of trekking the Scottish Hills, yep. Yeah, um, I know Dave's half Scottish, um, lived, yeah. at, lived there for a number of years. Um, and I've spent a lot of time up there, especially on the Monroes. It's fantastic. And it's good training. Yeah. Um, some of it actually is probably harder than what you're going to do. Oh, um, you know, it's, we're, we're there today. But it's just it's just the altitude that makes the the, the, the trek difficult. Yeah. Some of the fittest people I know are like if you if you class yourself yeah. as a fit Scottish hill walker, yeah, then I reckon you're pretty much fit enough to do anything in the world yeah. because um, those guys are it's the bogs, man. Yeah. Cheers, Jessica. I'm off, guys. Thank Take you so me. much. She's, she's, got, to she's got to yes. call them. Amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. Awesome. Um, Carlos Pinto was asked, "What will happen?" Carlos. If someone in the group cannot continue the trek, can the rest of the group continue with the journey? Yeah. Um, the, I'm going to answer that, and I'm also going to double answer it with another question, which was someone said, what's okay. the success rate? So yeah. the success rate for us with EBC is sort of 95% and above, um, but that's sort of a, a, of a broad average. There are yeah. a lot of trips that go where 100% of everyone in the group makes EBC. Yeah. But of course, there are occasions where it can be due to altitude. It can be slips, trips, and falls. You can pull a muscle. It can be you know, little tummy bugs, all the normal stuff that you can get while traveling can potentially affect you. Um, but honestly, it doesn't really affect the group as a whole. So we always equip our groups with enough guides, yeah. assistant guides and porters to look after everyone as an individual. So sometimes what can happen is that someone might decide just so say you get like close to Everest base camp, but for whatever reason, you can't make the final stretch, you yeah. can just kind of hang back and let the group go and then they'll come and catch up again or you might decide that the best thing to do is to turn around and walk back or in the very sort of you know rare instance um you can join what we call chopper club um which is if you have to get down in an emergency our guides will arrange a sort of helicopter that'll come and get you yeah. it all seems very dramatic when you say you'll get a helicopter because we're used to mountain rescue in the uk 
Yeah, helicopters up there are like taxis. It's sort of the equivalent of saying, do you know what? I can't be asked with the second half of this trip. <laughs> All right, yeah, taxi, yeah, take me home. <laughs> you know, yeah. but um, but honestly, again, yeah. almost always everyone gets um Bevers Base Camp. So the success yeah. rate um is it's very good. high. And you can be really confident going into the trip that you are um gonna make it. Exactly, yeah. We and the the, the itinerary is is you've got acclimatization stops in there, um, you know, active days. Um, but they're built in there just to let you acclimatize. And as Dave said, things happen, you know, um, uh, you know, we, we could probably count on, on, on both hands over the years, how many like evac getting people out of there we've had to do serious occasions. Um, but it's, it, obviously it's bad luck. Um, normally though, if you do the tried and tested, you know, when it comes to acclimatizing, you know, going slow, drinking plenty of water, um, you know, enjoying yourself, having a good time, trying to keep a positive mindset because it can be hard. You know, any challenge when you go in, when it's physically hard, it, sometimes it can, you know, you can feel a bit down about it, but just try and enjoy it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Andrew Williams, actually, I'm going to, uh, I know this, we've got some others on here, but um, he's mentioned about asthma. Uh, I have mild asthma. Would that be a problem? I'm pretty fit otherwise. Lots of miles per week cycling. Yeah. Honestly, Andrew, um, I've got asthma myself. Um, it was one of the reasons I went to Everest Base Camp, actually, because I wanted to kind of prove it to myself that I'd be okay. Um, you know, and, and it's managed now. It has, was worse, uh, you know, I'd say over COVID years. Um, after getting COVID, but it, it's it's managed. Um, but yeah, it's definitely um, something that was on my mind and a question. So, and and knowing actually a lot of Evertrekkers who are asthmatic and going up there and being fine, uh, for some reason, you know, maybe because we're we're used to breathing in less as it is, it's kind of beneficial. There's some science behind it. Um, there is a blog actually that um, uh, one of our uh, Yetis has put in there about trekking to Everest Base Camp with asthma. Gives you a lot more information. We've done lives like like this particular Tuesday tune in that's always uh, that, that the entire um, uh, live was about asthma. So yeah. I, I highly recommend you, you check that out. But honestly, it's uh, as long as you're fit, um, as long as you can acclimatize, um, you know, it's not not a not a big a big problem. Um, so definitely, uh, you know, um, yeah, you, you'd be fine. Um, just go up there. Make sure you, you know, there's a couple of couple of basics, you know, have your um, any medication with you for your asthma. So as long as it's controlled at sea level, you can control it at altitude. I'd say wear a buff as well, especially if like dust and allergies is something that triggers your asthma, uh, that can help. Uh, just because you're walking on trails and there's a lot of dust, and there's donkeys and, you know, yaks going past you, trekkers, you know, so keep your buff um, uh, on and you'll be fine. Yep. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. Um, Daryl Gordon has said, follow up yeah. question to the footwear queue. Yeah. Uh, got a B2 and a mid less Good stiff mark. boot due to uh, distance. Um, should the B2 stay at home or would you appreciate the stiffness due to the terrain? Uh, I think for Everest base camp, I would go with the um, sort of the mid-height, less stiff boot. That's generally what I trek in yeah. um, if I'm going to base camp, um, something like that. I think a really good boot um, I've used for a number of years was the Mandel Bhutan. I've now switched to a different one, um, a non-leather boot, the Mandel Antello or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's a non-rated general purpose more flexible hiking boot um yeah. you don't need anything as stiff as a b2 for uh, everest base camp or anything like that um b2s i would say sort of if you're doing like mount tupcal in morocco during winter um potentially there are some peaks as well that you would use that for um but yeah general trekking purposes no you don't need it nice yeah um and again we, we probably got about another 10 minutes but we'll, we'll try and smash through these as best we can um i know someone said around basic fitness levels talked about fitness there um in terms of what here we go can you get a bus or taxi instead of flying um honestly alan yeah when it comes to going to everest base camp uh, because of its location it's really remote you know there's no roads there um you could i mean essentially we've, we've had some challenges in the past where it's been really severe bad weather for a long time you can imagine you've got trekkers coming bad weather no flights no flights for days you know we, we were trying to be creative about how we get there um, and essentially, we've had to, you know, use minibus, jeeps, uh, get to a location and still hike for a couple of days just to get to the start of the trek. Yeah. So, yeah, it is possible, but it's quite challenging. And we don't we do it in very, very, very rare occasions. Um, most of the time, I mean, we uh, in worst case scenario, I think it was actually back in, in, in 2019 or 2020 um, in the early, earlier um, months. Actually, no, it was 21. Sorry. Um, and there was someone actually where they had to be back for a flight 
so they couldn't do it. So they actually went and did another trip in Nepal at that time. They came back and did Everest Base Camp. Yeah, but they went into uh, Annapurna. Annapurna region because you can drive there to the start of Annapurna. So uh, the, you know Nepal. I know we're talking about Everest Base Camp here. Annapurna region's just as amazing. I know it's different. It has got the history, but it, it's it's an, um, just as beautiful. Um, yeah, the no. Annapurna region. Yeah. Um, and then we also do the Langtang trip as well. Um, the Langtang. And I'm not sure if you saw the. Um, um, a documentary on Netflix called Aftershock. Um, it's, it's a bit about Langtang area there um, during the earthquake, um, uh, you know, several years ago. And that's really good trek. Um, not as popular, as I say, um, uh, as the Everest region or the Annapurna region, but it's actually the closest one to Kathmandu. So you can drive there, do a seven day trek and, and you know, you're back in, in Kathmandu then. Wonderful place to trek to. So yeah, we've got some, uh, we've got a trip to, to Langtang going in March actually. Um, yeah, which we're really looking forward to seeing some pictures of. Yeah. Um, yeah, but some, yeah, some really, really great um, questions there. Got a question from yes. Peter, and I think he sent it in as well. Um, yeah, hey, Peter. I've seen it. So about contact lenses yeah. on Summit Morning, uh, what's the issues with frozen lenses? Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, with regards to sort of Everest Base Camp, because we're not sort of, yeah. uh, we go to Everest Base Camp, but it's not necessarily heading towards a summit, although certainly it can be below freezing. Um, I've never heard any reports of them sort of, freezing um definitely not one that in your eyes anyway um i think you know i'm not entirely sure whether you you know keeping them too warm or too cold but generally speaking if you've got like a dang jacket or something like that yeah. put them in a like inside pocket that's more than enough then to stop that um solution from freezing yeah. overnight as well you know if you leave something like out so if say you were in the lodge at gorek ship just um after base camp that's probably the coldest night you'll experience yeah. if you leave a bottle of water out certainly then it can freeze um but if you put that same bottle of water sort of in your bag it probably won't yeah that's literally the only difference so i would say with your little contact lenses keep them in a pocket that's all you need to to do i have never heard yeah. of anyone having the issue with them freezing and stuff like that i guess worst case scenario like anything bring a set of glasses with you um yeah, just in case you lose them or you drop one because if you do drop one you're probably not going to want to pick it up off the floor right there and put it back in your eye so yeah bring these as a sort of safety net i mean you, you know this but yeah freezing is not an issue and also as well we've had a lot of ever trekkers who have um you know and, and just about even one of my friends um spud um who i saw on the weekend for the rugby uh he's scottish so you know he was quite happy at the end obviously with wales losing um but yeah, he used contact lenses and, and on Everest Base Camp as well. I think, actually, I think Peter might be doing Island Peak. Does he wear glasses? Um, yeah, he does. Exactly. Never, never, never. But yeah, on Island Peak, obviously, it is a bit more, it is colder. Um, so again, as Dave said, they're trying to find an opportunity so, to, so they don't freeze. Um, but also as well, it might be worth, um, in our group, the High Altitude Ever Trekkers, there might be other Ever Trekkers who have, because I, I, I don't wear glasses or anything myself, but it might be worth chucking a, a question in the group um, and, and people who have had similar scenarios and see... Maybe they've got a couple of nuances that work for them. Um, as Dave said, a couple of basic things there just to kind of try and protect it and keep it as warm as you can. Yeah. Uh, but while you're wearing them, I think in terms of how they work, yeah, they've they got a very, very low freezing temperature. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, the higher you go, it does get you know, very, very cold. Um, so definitely, um, you know, take that into account. I think, Dave, what you said there about the glasses is, is, a, is a cracking shout, yeah. if possible. Um, but yeah, there's... Um, Yes, definitely a good question, though. Good yeah. question, because um, you know, we'll be able to see. Melissa Street, what about bladder packs? Do they freeze? Certainly do. Um, hey, Melissa. So um, you can get insulated um, packs um, that go around the whole water bladder and the tube as well. I'll be honest with you, they're not foolproof because the yeah. ice crystals can form in the mouthpiece. And then even if it's liquid behind that, you ain't going to get it through the crystals. It's yeah. a nightmare. So um, generally speaking, if I know the temperature is going to be really cold and you kind of yeah. do and you can, you know, the day sort of waking up early to go to base camp or summit of Kili or Tupacal in winter, I'm more than likely now just fill up my water bottle yeah. um, and then put that um, in the middle of my backpack and then that will stay liquid. Um, and even then, if my tube does freeze, um, you know, in the in the dark, by the time the sun comes up and things start thawing, I've got that bottle of water to get me through. So it's about sort of just having these small contingencies and stuff like that. But the guides will also give you that sort of advice. So generally speaking, before you sort of set off, um, you know, the guides will warn you about this type of thing and to bring a bottle of water with you and stuff like that, or like a flask or something. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's definitely one of the challenges. I mean, geez, the amount of times 
yeah, it's been, it's been nuts. You've been on a mountain you know, and you go to drink and it's frozen. You're like, oh, man. Uh, you know, it, it, it's definitely part well, of the challenge. So it can, it can happen, definitely. I carried um, three kilos of frozen... What, yeah. uh, um, well, Tupcal? Tupcal, yeah. Because <laughs> that was a stupid, complacent mistake, which was I, it was, I knew it was going to be really cold. Yeah. And But I, I don't know why. I just filled my bladder up and just set off and didn't think about it. And I know why because I didn't make it the first time I tried. Yeah. So I was so focused on the summit that normal things like checking my gear over and thinking logically went out the window. It can happen though, can't so it? You know, it's, it's part of it. It froze within an hour. <laughs> and then I had no water then all the way up to the summit and back down. It was a yeah. nightmare. So uh, lesson learned. Great stuff. Um, right, a couple more questions. And I think we're, we're almost done there. Um, really good ones as well around, I think it's from Charlotte. Um, do you guys have any tips for someone absolutely no experience? Um, yeah, but wants to get into trekking, you know, basic level to be able to go to Everest Base Camp or K2, yeah, in the future. Um, so yeah, essentially, you know, when we talk about trekking, it is just walking that there are, you know, we do run the summit trips, you know, um, yeah, we got some trips to Island Peak, Mera Peak, uh, we got an expedition on Aconcagua in Argentina at the moment. Um, all of our trips are on the website in terms of all of the ones that we do, and we, we are doing some more this year as well. Um, naturally, we, we, we started in Nepal, that's where our kind of heart is that's where we started Everest Base Camp obviously where the the, the name comes from um uh, and then we kind of went from there you know we had Evertrekkers coming back going you know what else do you do, do you do Kili or Machu Picchu and you know we've we've really tried to um make those trips just as awesome um so yeah we do other trips as well um but yeah when it comes to experience on it um you know as long as you're, you're getting out there and you can walk so Everest Base Camp here if you can walk for say six to eight hours a day um, you know, and have a basic level of fitness and you're healthy, you're going to be okay. Um, like I said earlier on the live, um, you know, it, you know, it, as, the more you do, the easier it will be for you. Um, but naturally we have had people turn up, we haven't done hardly any training and they've battled and battled. I remember, our, actually this is on Killy, but, um, one of our friends, James came along, um, and admittedly he had a, a, a three week photo shoot in Las Vegas and then he turned up on Killy. And, um, you know, he got to the summit. I think he struggled. I was going to say, I think he wished he'd done a little bit of training. <laughs> he does, um, yeah, he does, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But, uh, funny enough, we had another question here. And um, yeah. Julie, I'll answer this one. Julie McConnell, how much training required for EBC would eight miles per day be enough for nine consecutive days? Oof, that's good. Uh, I would say... You can do that. I would say if you could do that, you're in a, you're in a pretty good place. Yeah, strong. But, but more so than just sort of... Because what you might be able to do, and I, I just want to double check, is that you can wake up completely unfit, roll off the sofa, force yourself to do that, and then sign up to EBC, I would be, I mean, you could probably battle through. Yeah. I'd be more inclined to say that it's about, you don't necessarily have to train eight miles a day for nine days, but if you can get to a point where you can do that relatively easily, Great. then that's what you need to be able to do. So, because yeah. we do 11 days of trekking when we go to Everest Base Camp. Um, miles is a bit misleading at altitude. We, we think of it more in hours because it takes you a lot longer to walk a mile at sea level uh, at altitude than it does at sea level. Yeah. So generally between five to sort of 10 hours a day, you'll be hiking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think if you, if that, if you are that fit that you could do eight miles a day for nine days, you are fit enough to be able to do EBC. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Well, look, um, I think we'll, we'll, we'll finish up there. Thanks so much for, for joining today. Um, if this is your first one, uh, as I said earlier on, uh, we do this every week. Uh, we take on different subjects. Some of it, I know we've talked about loads of different things today. Uh, today, um, but, You know, just an example, we've talked about asthma earlier. We've done lives all about asthma. Um, we've done lives all about boots. Mm -hmm. We even had one about socks once. Uh, you know, we, we really go yeah. in, into detail sometimes. Short live, that one. That was a short live. Make sure you wear some. <laughs> See you next week, guys. <laughs> um, exactly. So we do talk about broad subjects. Um, and thanks so much. Obviously, I know all of our regulars on here as well. Great great to see you all on the live. I know a lot of people, obviously, off the back of the, the competition. Um, but, yeah, we'll be back next week. Uh, as I mentioned um, earlier on, uh, if you have part done, if you have entered the competition and you haven't won, um, just check your, your email inboxes over the next coming hours uh, and days. Uh, might be something in there for you. Um, any final thoughts, Dave? No, that's it. Again, guys, thank you so much uh, for hanging around till the end if you did. Um, and also, you know, if this is your first Tuesday tune in, we do them every Tuesday. Um, it'd be great, you know, if a few of you came back and sort of kept chatting to us about this, because we really yeah. are running out of people to talk to about this. <laughs> um, like the Tuesday tune in is, well, my only, is my only opportunity to sort of talk about 
boots without people walking away from me. <laughs> so um, yeah, please do come back and uh, yeah. keep keep us engaged because um, we really love doing these, um, especially the uh, the winner announcements. But um, yeah, yeah, back to uh, back normal service will resume next Tuesday. Yeah. We'll we'll be uh, dropping some bombs. Great stuff. All right, take it easy. Have an amazing week, whatever you're up to, uh, and into the weekend. Um, but any questions about anything at all, do reach out to any of us on the team. Um, obviously, you, you, if you're on the website, obviously you've got the chat on there. Uh, do drop us an email, info at evertrek.co.uk, or yeah. drop, drop in the group on the page, wherever, wherever you see us, message us on Facebook, any of the questions. You know, we're here to, to make these adventures happen for you. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes the hardest step is the first one. So, yeah, just drop mm -hmm. us a message and we'll, we'll we'll try and help as best we can. Awesome. And, yeah, thank you, Ashley. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Julie. Yeah. Thank you, Mason. Um, you know, and, and, and anyone who I haven't scrolled down. And Andrew see. Scott's laughing. Bye, bye. <laughs> Jerome, nice, Nigel. Andrew. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Whoa. Oh, yeah. We'll see Almost you on the next, next Tuesday tune-in. See you, guys. Bye. See you, guys. Bye, bye. <laughs>